Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, my name is Kelly Brownell. I'm the director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University. Our guest for this podcast is Dr. Diane Newmark-Steiner, who is professor in the Division of Epidemiology and Community Health in the School of Public Health at the University of Minnesota, where she's also adjunct professor in the Department of Pediatrics. A leading researcher on the issue of eating disorders prevention and also on the issue of how obesity prevention programs can be done in a way that helps uh, prevent eating disorders as, as well. She's a prolific scientist, having published more than 250 articles in peer-reviewed scientific journals and been awarded a number of prizes from eating disorders organizations. So welcome, Diane. Thank you for having me. So I'd like to talk uh, here about what parents can do. And this is an issue of great concern to a great many parents. They're hearing press reports about increasing prevalence of childhood obesity. Many of them have overweight children. Um, There's also the joint concern of body image problems, um, I guess talked about more in young girls than in young boys, but an issue in boys as well. And eating disorders is obviously looming as an issue. There's the possibility that focus on one will lead to increased risk in the other, and it's a very interesting and complicated topic, and it takes somebody with a lot of scientific knowledge and sensitivity like you have to navigate through this sort of tricky landscape. So why don't, you, why don't I begin by asking you what sort of research has been done, kind of a broad question, but what sort of research has been done on parents and family interactions and how that might play into weight concerns? Well, I became very interested and concerned in this topic based on our research findings and based on many, many, many discussions with healthcare providers working with children and adolescents and parents of adolescents who who just don't really know what to do, how to navigate. On the one hand, parents are very concerned about um, the health concerns of weight, but they also... Um, are often in a bind about what to say and do about this because they also want to help their children have a, a strong sense of self-esteem and a positive body image. Um, so about five years ago, I went on sabbatical leave from the University of Minnesota, and I decided to compile the interviews that we've had and the research that we've done into a book for parents um, the book is called I'm Like So Fat, Helping Your Teen Make Healthy Choices About Eating and Weight in a Weight-Obsessed World. Right. And um, and in this book, I really tried to make practical recommendations based upon the research for parents striving to help their children have a healthy weight and a positive body image. So In our research um, from Project EAT, primarily from Project EAT, which is a large population-based study of adolescents, we found that that things like parental discussions about weight, um, a mother saying, you know, oh, I feel so fat, or I need to diet, or weight teasing, let's say, by siblings or by a father, were actually associated with um, weight gain over time in young people and with poor body image and the onset of disordered eating behaviors. 
such as self-induced vomiting, um, laxative use, etc. Um, so we really wanted to bring that information to to parents, and um, and we have also found in our research and in other research that just the best thing is having good food options and having resources for physical activity around so that children have the opportunity to to make healthy choices. Um, the associations aren't always as strong as what you might expect because, of course, it's not just what the family does. It's every child with his or her own disposition. It's the social environment. It's the peers. It's the fast food restaurants. But nevertheless, it does seem that the family can have a significant impact on their children. So let's start with what parents say to their child. Um, the What you just mentioned, the finding that when parents criticize their children's weight and there's teasing going on in the household, that this can lead to more weight rather than less weight. I mean, nobody would argue that being cruel to a child has, has any place in this at all. But one could see some parents believing that if they're, they stay after their child, if they're on top of the issue, if they try to motivate them to lose weight, that that'll have a positive effect. But it sounds like there's probably nuance here and things that parents communicate, perhaps even unintentionally. So how should parents talk to children if there's a weight issue? So um, I think that's absolutely true what you said, that um, many, many families, you know, there is t- weight teasing and harmful weight comments in families and I always tell people I've been guilty of this in my own family with my own four children. You know, we make comments that that our children take as very hurtful. So I think we have to be really important. It's really important for, for us as parents not to feel judged and just to kind of take a look and see, okay, where do I go from here? You know, not feeling bad about what I did in the past, but what can I do differently in the future? Um, and when we say don't talk about this well then what do we do so my advice is is very brief talk less do more talk less about weight do more to make your home one in which it is easy to make healthier choices Um, so actually i i offer four kind of four guidelines for parents um, and i can go through those if you'd like okay so the first one is to Model the behaviors that you want your children to see. Um, and in in my view, you know, this means showing your children that you can be physically active, not because you're interested in burning off calories, but because you enjoy being physically active. It makes you feel good. It gives you energy. And you can talk about that with your children. Model good but imperfect eating patterns. So show your child that you can have a piece of cake. You know, we've all been in this situation. Someone will have a piece of cake and they'll be, oh my gosh, I blew my diet. I feel so guilty. I feel stuffed. And instead, have a piece of cake. Don't have the whole cake. Just have a piece of cake and say, this was really delicious. I really enjoyed this piece of cake. That, that gives a very strong message to a child. So that's my first guideline. Model behaviors you want your children to, to, um, to implement. The second recommendation is to um, make your home a place where it's easy for children to make healthy eating and physical activity choices. One of the things that we have found in our research 
is that family meals are very important. They're important for helping children make better dietary choices. They are prevent they're um, they're associated with lower risk for disordered eating behaviors, um, and they've got all kinds of other benefits. Um, not always easy to do, particularly when we're so busy when we're working. But you know, shooting for that again. It might not happen every day, but, but shooting for that as much as possible. The, the third recommendation is to really place the focus on overall health and take it off of weight as much as possible. So focusing on health, focusing on overall behaviors, and um, trying to take the conversation away from weight. So, for example, um, parents may may think that they can go on a weight loss diet with their children as a way to bond, and they may share ideas on you know, who's losing more weight. I, I actually don't think that's a very good idea. I'm not saying it never works, but in many cases that can lead to, to frustration. Um, so instead I would say place the focus on you know, getting more active together or something of that nature. And the, the fourth step is um, to really let your child know that you love him or her unconditionally regardless of of his or her weight and this this came out when we did um interviews with young overweight people and the girls and boys talked about how they so much appreciated that they knew that their parents loved them so how how does um parents discussion of their own weight and their own dieting things fit into this like you know if a parent says oh these jeans are way too tight on me or you know I don't like the way I look when I'm looking in the mirror and things like that is there is that important as well that's very important and um you know as parents um we have grown up in this society also so we are not immune to the pressures to be thin to our own struggles with weight and um, many of us have our own body image concerns. So ideally, you know, we could just change that. Um, but that's not so easy. So I, I advise parents, as a first step, change what you say in front of your children. Um, avoid saying things like, these pants are too tight on me. Do I look thin in this dress? I've gained so much weight. Because this is one of the cases where actually the easiest thing to change will probably have the largest impact on your child. So avoiding saying um, things about your weight or your child's weight to the child is not that hard to do. It's not as hard as changing your own body image or even your own eating behaviors, but it's probably the most important thing in, in impacting your child. Um, So, you know, I would say if you're listening to this, just try that. Try not to comment on weight in front of your children. And interestingly, this may also include positive comments. So, um, you know, when someone, you know, you may say something to your child about someone who lost weight and looks good or gained weight and and looks bad. You know, again, I would try to, to take those types of comments out of your conversation as much as possible. I'm not saying it's never appropriate, but perhaps 90% of the time it's not appropriate. So again, these are 
um, all written into a book that you've published called I'm Like So Fat, Helping Your Teen Make Healthy Choices About Eating and Exercise in a Weight-Obsessed World. So a book like this is likely to be very helpful for a lot of parents. And so I'd like to ask if there's been any um, kind of testing of this kind of an approach in, in actual homes with parents. I mean, this is what you're saying makes so much sense and, and certainly has a strong research basis based on the work you and others have done on what happens in families that could be harmful uh, that in some ways you could almost say it doesn't need testing, but of course we like everything to be tested. Absolutely. But have, have there been any attempts to look at putting a program like this into homes and seeing what the impact really is? I would say there has been some work, but probably not enough using this approach. Um, there was some nice work done by Dr. Mariah Golan in Israel who who worked with parents of younger children. And she found that by just working with the parents, not involving the children, but just by working with the parents on general parenting skills and taking the focus off of weight per se, um, was indeed helpful. And I can just put a little plug in that we have actually just submitted a, a grant proposal for using this type of approach um, within primary health clinics, working with um, primarily low-income, um, low-income, ethnically, racially diverse families to, to try to adapt this approach and indeed see if it can be helpful. But the reason I wrote the book, even though I can't remember the title, I did have a very... Um, Good reason. I, I, f- I do feel like often parents are getting the wrong information, kind of the easy, quick fix information. And this is not going to be an easy, quick fix. Well, it's probably not helped either by what people see in the media, you know, all the crazy diet scams and just take this pill or buy this device and things like that. It might give people a false impression that all you need to do is get one of these things and and you're all set. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a lifelong lifelong piece of developing certain habits and really implementing them on a long-term basis. Okay. Uh, are there uh, resources for parents out there on the web, parents who might be concerned about uh, their children's risk for eating disorders or for weight-related issues? I would say a good place to start is the National Eating Disorders Association they have toolkits for parents. They have many, many um, one to four page, you know, information sheets on many topics, um, and they have good resources. I would also say that if you think that your child is at risk for for either being overweight or, um, in particular, for having an eating disorder, I would involve a professional. It is very, very difficult to see this problem in your child, um, particularly an eating disorder. One of the one of our main roles as parents from the beginning is to feed our children and to accept the fact that our child is not eating properly is is virtually impossible. So um, and the other thing is it's really hard for a healthcare provider to diagnose an eating disorder. So if you are a parent um, or an aunt or an uncle or a teacher of someone and you are concerned, I would say get the advice of a professional. If you feel like that professional hasn't been helpful, find someone else. Don't try to do the diagnosis by yourself. Okay, thank you. Again, this work is so important because there, 
you know, worlds of people who work on eating disorders or on obesity, but the worlds don't come together very often. And there are a few people who are doing really good work on this and are sensitive to the the high priority of focusing on both areas, and you're one of them. So thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thanks, Kelly. And I will say that a lot of this this work and my ideas came out of the work that you and your team at the Rudd Center, or I don't even know if it was the Rudd Center then, but you've been talking about this for a long time. So well, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. that. Our guest today, Dr. Diane Newmark-Steiner, professor in the Division of Epidemiology and Community Health and adjunct professor in the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Minnesota. Please visit our website, www.yalerudcenter.org, for a variety of resources on food and food policy issues, including a list of other excellent people who have joined us for podcasts. Thank you.